Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is our mega preview pod for this week's AT&T Byron Nelson. It's storylines. It's our best bets. It's our one and done picks. It's everything. And it is, of course, brought to you by Sonos Arc. It's the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Stay tuned for additional details about Sonos Arc later in today's show. But for right now, let me bring in the coach. What up, coach? I'm good. I'm fired up. Thank goodness. Finally, the bosses realized that we need more of the coach. We need more of KP. We need more of Rick G. So they've said, Mark, Greg, just stay away from the <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how that went. Yeah. <laughs> Ver- verbatim. That is yeah. Kyle Porter right there. KP, welcome. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, I was talking to somebody about this last night. We're kind of in this lull, right, between the Masters and the PGA. Like, we're all locked in. But I think everybody else is experiencing, like, I'm going to play golf. I'm getting outside. And I'm interested to see how the next two weeks go, just in terms of people kind of getting locked back in for the PGA Championship. So I'm pumped about it. I'm, I'm ready for a good two-week run uh, after coming off the Rory win, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. It's a valid point, Coach. The weather warming up certainly in a lot of places. People maybe not focusing on golf, but we're going to smack them in the face with a great field this week. Yep. And then, of course, Kiowa next week. I mean, this is uh, we're, we're, we're in the thick of it here. Hopefully, other people start to pay attention. <laughs> I, I think it was Kyle on Twitter. I believe it, it may be somebody I know because I followed them that said golf couldn't be any better than it is right now. You've had Jordan win. Then we have Rory win, the kind of two guys that have been struggling for the last couple of years. And now it leads right into what's going to be a tremendous week because a lot of big time names have set out for a month and playing this week. And then we got the PGA next week. I think the next three months could be the best three months of golf that we've had maybe in years. I think that's how good it's going to be. I I have an answer in my head. I've got one stored in here, but if we're going to try to go full fever pitch for the PGA championship, uh, who wins this week to, to create that fever pitch? Interesting to, to, to create it. It has to be Brooks. Brooks Brooks has to be the guy. It has to to be Brooks. It has to be Brooks. Just, just go heavyweight bout Brooks and Rory and JT and DJ and Rom and Bryson. Just like every bookmakers would just have to make them all eight to one and say, you guys figure it out because they're all here (laughs) and they're all playing. There is no question. I think John Rom's up there too. He hasn't won this calendar. What's his last win? Was it at uh, BMW? Uh, Well, he did. Yeah, it was it was the yeah. FedEx, FedEx Cup, the the long putt. Yeah, I think it was yeah. BMW. He hasn't won since then, which for him is like going you know three years without a win. He wins two or three times a year. I think he's won three times, at least three times a year for the last four or five years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think him winning at at Byron Nelson would, be, especially coming off the miscut, would be up there as well. Yeah, he won BMW Championship, which which was a five start stretch in which he won twice because he won the Memorial previous right. to that. Kyle is absolutely right. He won three times in seventeen, three times in eighteen, three times in nineteen, twice in twenty twenty. But we'll give him some slack because we missed. <laughs> three months there. Yeah. So we're willing yeah. to cut him some slack. there. still looking for that first win here in 2021. So if he wants to get to three or multiple wins, he better get going. Let's go. Real, 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 quick, real, real quick. I, I know we don't like to discount or we like to discount things that are off the course, but uh, Rick, I don't think you have a kid yet, right? You don't No. but I know KP has a football. Many. So, <laughs> so remember when you had your first kid, I don't care what else you were doing. If you're trying to write your articles, you're trying to do your work for whoever you were working for at that time, how difficult it was to concentrate. And I was thinking yeah. about that last week about John Rahm as I'm piling him in my head to heads and all this. I'm like, wait a second. I need to take a step back because this dude is heavily involved in being a dad. The kid is a month old right before the masters. And that affects your sleep, your sleep patterns when you get up, all that kind of thing. Uh, and so I think we we need to give him somewhat of a pass for what he's going through at home. Yeah, I, and he, he kind of talked about that at Zurich, right, when he was pr- playing with Ryan Palmer. And he was like, look, like there were times when Palmer carried me. You know, I, I can't remember. I think he was on Friday or whatever. And he just talked about how he, he what he's not – now – I do think the one thing that Rom has going for him is that he's not the type. He's not like a uh, the psycho like type A. Like everything has to be very orderly. I think he can kind of roll out of bed and go shoot a sixty five. Right. I agree. I um, agree. So, so I think I think what you're saying is right. It is affecting, but it's not like it would be if it was. I don't know. Spieth seems like the kind of guy I just described, or, or yeah, somebody like yeah. that. I've, I've got to do half the diapers. I've got to be able yeah. to do half the diapers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I understand completely what you're saying. For sure. L- living with Spieth sounds exhausting, quite frankly. <laughs> I could not. Well, nobody, nobody. He didn't live with anybody for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, he probably drove himself crazy. That's right. Wow. We're going to talk about that. That's part of our storyline. So let's not let's not jump into that quite yet. Because I got to let you know that. CBS Sports HQ is rocking and rolling this week. And as always, CBS Sports HQ is your home to start your sports news day with live updates kicking off each morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. And HQ is always your home ahead of the evening's action with live picks from the best analysts and cappers in the sports world each day at 6 p.m. Eastern time. On Wednesday, NFL experts will be breaking down the 2021 schedule and our cappers will be making Preakness picks ahead of Saturday's race. So check out HQ on your your computer on cbssports.com or via the CBS Sports app on your mobile phone or TV. It's always free and it's always on. Gentlemen, we've been doing this segment uh, called Raising the Bar. It's presented by Sonos Arc. And the topic for today is Matt Fitzpatrick, the Englishman. He's going to be playing this week at TPC Craig Ranch. And I've made the argument, Coach, that he is the most improved player on tour. And I've got I've got the stats to back it up. I'll, I'll okay. hold on to those for just a second. But what I've seen with the eye test with Matt Fitzpatrick is it, it doesn't seem to matter what course anymore. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem to matter if it should be a good fit or a bad fit for him. We kind of talk about this a, a little bit on the show. He just finds a way to put the ball in the cup. I, th- I think I have the number one reason why he has raised the level because everything you just said, he's been doing for some time. But when he made the decision to play the PGA Tour full-time 
and stop going back and forth, going to all the big tournaments overseas, then coming back here, cherry picking two or three here. It seems like whenever a big time European name says, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to find a house, I'm going to live in the United States, and this is what I'm going to do, that they tend to raise the level of their games. He's also, he picks the right tournaments to play in. And he's a wind player. Because he's from Europe, he knows all too well how to play in the wind, how to keep the ball, raise the ball, trajectory, all that kind of stuff. And he always figures out a way to make the big putt. And I'm done fading him. Because every time that I do, it doesn't matter. And, and now we're starting to see, am I right, guys? He's in much bigger head-to-head <clears throat> matchups. You're seeing him head-to-head against much bigger names. That's how I kind of quantify where Vegas thinks that a player is by who they give him to go head up with every single week. And Fitzpatrick is now, as far as that is concerned, in the elite of the PGA Tour because he makes the big putts, because he can play anywhere. And I think all those reasons are why. William Hill gave him Hideki Matsuyama this week, our reigning Masters champion is what William Hill said. There you go. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. But KP, he's our our number 17 ranked player in the world. I was diving into the numbers earlier. So I I compared 2020 to 2021 strokes gain total. That's, That's the metric we're using here. There are nine golfers who gained at least a stroke per round last year and improved it this year. There's only nine of them. It is led by Bryson DeChambeau. He saw a 58% increase, which is bonkers. And number two is Matt Fitzpatrick. Last year, he gained 1.06 strokes per round. And right now he's gaining 1.6, a half a stroke around. It sounds small, but it is that is a massive increase for a golfer who already had a really great baseline. I bet Corey Connors is in there as well. Corey Connors was, yes. Yeah, so he did not gain one stroke per round last year, but he gotcha. was like the biggest, he was like the biggest gainer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Fitzpatrick thing is interesting because I've got, I've got data go- golf open right now. And if you look at the top 30 guys for 2021 in terms of strokes gain, so the, this is roughly the 30 best guys in the world so far in 2021. You, you can, I'm, I mean, whatever you can argue, like the guys at the bottom, maybe they, maybe whatever. It's roughly the 30 best guys. There's only two guys in here that are losing strokes on approach shots, right? Cause that, that's, that's the deal. Like, do you hit it close? And, and you, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about off the tee. That's incredibly important, but PGA tour professional golf, it's always been, are you a good iron player? The only two guys that are losing strokes on approach shots are Brian Harmon. This is in the top 30 and Matthew Fitzpatrick. And here's, what's weird about Fitzpatrick. You know what, you know what my comp for him is, Rick? I just thought of this. I'm pretty proud of it because I just thought of it. And I don't think you would ever guess it. Jason Day. So it what version of Jason Day? Yeah. Like what? It sounds crazy, but if you look at Jason Day from like 14 to 17, he was awesome off the tee and he was an unbelievable putter. He was probably the best putter in the world. But his iron play, like his approach play in that stretch, it, it was better than Fitzpatrick's. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it wasn't what it wasn't like a like a Spieth is right now or like a Corey Connors or a Xander or a John Rahm or somebody like that. He was just unbelievable off the tee and then he he putted the lights out. I mean, he was the best putter in the world for like three or four straight years. And, and that's kind of the profile of what we're seeing with Fitzpatrick. I I wouldn't ever put those two guys together just in terms of 
when I think about them, the way the style that they play or their swings or whatever. But statistically, they look pretty similar uh, if you look at where Day was as the number one player in the world. I think there's also a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say disrespect coach, but maybe people who just don't realize it because he's still, am I right? He's still looking for his first PGA tour victory. He's got four wins. No, he's got six wins on the European tour and still looking to hoist a trophy on the PGA tour. He just won at the end of 2020, the DP world tour. That's a big event on the European tour. Everybody goes over there for that. And also he kind of just like, looks like my accountant coach so like well, i don't you know it's like if you if you walked into him on the street you would probably not even know who he was he, he looks like he could you know <laughs> deliver your pizza as well on a tuesday night uh, there's a lot of reasons why people discount him his personality is not one that says look at me look at me look at me uh i, I he doesn't show that a lot of things bother him he's the type of player that is not as bad as a patrick cantley cuz that's always my example when it comes to show me that you want to be here. Show me that you care. Show me that you're excited to get it done. I think the lack of that is a big reason why people don't, when they look at a certain event and Matthew Fitzpatrick is in the event, say, you know what? That's a dude that could win because until he or Finau, but he has a much better resume than Finau because he's won other places in big events. Finau has not. But those are the type of names that we look at and say, well, they just can't get the job done because they haven't yet. But now that he's here full time, I think that will change. I think it will change rather quickly over the course of the next year or so. Here are the six wins, KP, which is it's kind of weird. He's won the DP World Tour twice. So he's won that same event two times. His other four victories all have the word masters in it. So he's won the British Masters, the Nordea Masters, and then the Omega European Masters twice. That's like weird. (laughs) It is. I I think that, uh, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) what did you say? What did you say? I don't know. I I think that was our first one of the, it took 13 and a half minutes, but I think we found it. (laughs) I didn't even mean to do that. I I, I wish I did. I wish I did it on purpose. I, I have a hard time. Uh, like the the exchange rate, what? How much? How how many PGA Tour wins is a European Tour win worth? Mm-hmm. And and they're not all created equal, right? Like the 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 DP uh, World Tour is way different than the Nordea Masters. They're just uh, the the fields there completely because the DP World Tour he's beaten Rory, Rom. Like it's a real field. It's right. it's big time stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's a little. We've seen this from guys like Terrell Hatton, right? Where they come over and, you know, what, what Fitzpatrick hasn't been very good at the majors. I think he only has one top 10 at a major. I think it was the 16 Masters. He finished like T7 or something like that, T8, T4. Correct. He has one top 10, 2016 Masters, T7, Kyle Porter. Yes. Wow, KP. So there's a little bit of like, okay. You've done great on the European tour. You've won a lot. That's meaningful. But also, like the European tour and Corn Ferry tour aren't that different in terms of if you if you look at them as a whole. So, do we look at somebody who's won six times on the Corn Ferry tour and say, "Man, gr- great player, great global player"? Not, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I do. It's hard to win six times on the court. Yeah, because because you would have graduated yeah, by then. Yeah, it's actually really. Yeah. It's like it's like having the minor league baseball home run record. It's hard to yeah, stay down yeah. there that long. 
<laughs> so you want you want to see? I mean, Terrell Haddon's missed his missed the cut at the last three or four majors. Like you 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 want to? Yes, what Fitzpatrick has done is impressive, and and I think I don't I don't even think you're wrong. I think he is either the most improved or one of the most improved, and he just keeps proving it. We keep saying, oh, it's you know putting, and it's like, well, he, just, he keeps finishing t eleven, t eight, t four. Um, but you do want to see it at the majors and, and you want to see, you know, same thing with Fina, you know, win a tour event, win a PGA tour event. Yep. There, there is, we'll put a bow on it with this coach. There is one way that we can try to compare what the European tour exchange rate is, as Kyle put it, is to look at the, the strength of field and how many points the official world golf ranking, uh, allotted to the winner. So for his 2020 win in Dubai, just at the end of, of last year, he got 46 points. That is the same number that Siwoo Kim got for winning the American express this year. So that's, that's kind of the exchange rate. I think I think that's pretty you know it's pretty accurate. I mean it, it, it's it's obviously not the same. I also think that uh, playing the European Tour, if they had more money, I think it'd be very very attractive because I've I've traveled extensively overseas, and when you go to an event in a country, that's a really big event to that country, which is different yeah. than here in the United States where you're going state to state. But when you go to Austria, they're waiting for you, and I think that the anticipation kind of makes it a little bit different and bigger than a Corn Ferry Tour event. But I think it's all very uh, comparable. And I think now all of this, this discussion is nice. But the fact that he's here full time, we're going to see, is he up to snuff or is he not? I, and I think that's why him and his team have decided to do this. Uh, great pedigree, by, by the way. He won the USAM as well. Were you Did you see him at the Walker that? Cup? Yeah, he looked with the bucket cap and the <laughs> sun sleeves, and uh, it's they had he had the, he had the phone charger his. in his back pocket, and the whole it was the whole thing. He looked, he looked like us out there. He was like I a did. media member out there. Were, were you surprised, KP, to hear that forty six points was the like winning the American Express? Yes. Yeah, I. Now I think there yeah is. there we go. If you're watching oh on God. YouTube, he's got the okay. So it's one thing he's got the Under Armour whatever like that's to be expected. He's got the the whatever pro pro TV pro pro TV on his left sleeve. There you First go. First of all, pro. it's probably it's probably all he owns. And also, I I when the contract negotiations came up, I'd be like, look, I wear this stuff all the time. I'm super valuable to you. It's not just on the course. I walk around in this gear. <laughs> I do like that bucket hat. I would I would. I would wear one of those. What is it? What, what course is Seminole? That? Oh, okay. I couldn't see the look. That's, that's the Walker Cup. Um, by, by the way, real quick, because you guys bring up a good point. I know this is completely off subject. Were you guys all surprised that on the Sunday that everybody wore red for Tiger, that some of the players said, I didn't have any sponsor shirts made in red, so I couldn't wear one? That one day you can't wear a shirt that doesn't have all your stuff all over it for Tiger? I thought that was a little bit strange and bad. I know that's completely off subject, but I just I, thought I was. That. I was not surprised by that because I know that these guys, like I, I don't really expect them to have that available. Now I guess you could make the argument, well, go to golf galaxy or go that's to what whatever you and pick that. up a red shirt. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying for one day. Your sponsors because Hey, I'll give you Sunday. I'll I'll give you Sunday. But apparently that, that does, that just doesn't happen. Contracts are too lock, rock solid. Now if somebody pays you 20 million. I get it. I get it. This might be a this might be a we don't understand how contracts work situation. You know, one of those. Uh, you know, us idiots over here. Uh, yes, I was surprised to hear that. I think you know part of it. it the DP, the tour, whatever their tour championship is 
it's a small field, right? I think it's 60 guys or 50 guys. It's somewhere around there. Yeah. It's like so it, I think, I think, I think that 65. plays into it as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the European tour is, I heard the guys on the no line up podcast talking about this. It's not, it, I like it. I think it's interesting. I think a ton of, I mean, y- you know, you see Rory come up over there. Like th- there's a ton of meaningful stuff that happens on the European tour, but we, I think the way that we think about it is being way better than like the corn Ferry and more comparable to the PGA tour. And it's just not like, maybe that was true 20 years ago or 30 years ago, but that's not the reality right now. I, I mean, if you just look at some of the, not only the guys coming off of European versus corn Ferry, but also just some of the numbers data golf has some good numbers. Like they're pretty comparable in terms of like where guys stand in comparison to the PGA tour. So I think that's a meaningful thing when you're talking about Europeans that are kind of migrating onto the PGA tour. All right. That's our raising the bar segment. It's presented by Sonos. You can go to Sonos.com. Get yourself a Sonos Arc sound bar. I don't give out a lot of Rick Rungood recommendations. This is certainly one of them. This thing gives you surround sound from a sound bar. It's unbelievable. We've got, uh, I don't want to call this a a PGA championship tune up gentlemen, because it's the week before a a major championship. And I think we're always quick to be like, ah, it's a tune up for whatever. These guys are going to get in contention. They're going to try to win. And, uh, what might make that a bit more difficult or at least hinder the practice time coaches. We, we find out Jordan Spieth had, had COVID, you know, he did, he did the, the, the two week quarantine or the 10 day quarantine. He said, kind of knocked him on his butt for a day and then he had lingering effects for a while and now if this is a tune-up into the pga championship we have to remember this is probably jordan's best crack at completing the career grand slam in a handful of years i wonder if there was ever the the thought process and we don't know exactly when he started feeling better if there was ever because of uh, what is at stake next week if he ever thought about not playing this week because of energy all that kind of things I've, I've talked to a lot of people who've had covid and they say it just takes your energy more than anything else and when you're out there trying to play a golf tournament two weeks in a row and you're in texas and you know there's going to be a lot of extra media uh, obligations i just wonder i seriously doubt if he ever did because he never misses an event in texas and he's now back at the top of his game I'm going to be very, very interested, guys, to see how he comes out of the blocks on Thursday. Because if he comes out and he really gets that mojo going, then I'm going to feel confident in what he can do for the rest of this week and leading in to next week. If he looks very sluggish, lethargic, just doesn't have a lot of energy, and he's not getting his swing through, he doesn't have uh, the swing speed that he normally has, which is going to mean the ball's going to go to the right a lot, then I'd be very concerned about what he could do next week. KP, let's bring you in here on the Jordan Spieth conversation. We heard we uh, co- coach makes a good point. We heard from Webb Simpson the fatigue, especially when he started to walk courses again. He was like, "Well, I'm like I'm out of breath here." He was like walking uh, walking a lot. Uh, we're entering a very important stretch of golf for Spieth. It's the PGA Championship, an opportunity to uh, to to close out the career Grand Slam. It's of course then a bunch of just I mean the summer of golf is is phenomenal. And he's playing arguably better than anybody. Like this, this is this is good stuff for Speed if he can be healthy playing into it. Yeah, he's been. I mean, he's been the best player in the world so far in in twenty twenty one. If you look at strokes gain stuff, uh, can you imagine? I was thinking about this. If he'd gotten COVID like two weeks earlier, no, 
can't play the Masters? No. Right after the right after the win. <laughs> I think. Oh my gosh, that would have been insane. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's so. I think one of the hardest things to do in golf is to go on just a torrid run, especially when you're kind of a momentum guy like it seems like Spieth is. And then end it with a great performance at a major and then take a month off and try to try to get it all back. It just, I don't know. Is, is he going to, I think he's reestablished a, like a really high baseline for himself going forward, but it's just, I don't, my expectations are not super high this week. I, I don't, I he doesn't, he doesn't play well at the Byron Nelson generally. Some of that is, Okay, it's a new course. Maybe that changes things. But I think a lot of it is like he really wants to win in Dallas. I think that's a meaningful thing to him to do at some point in his career. He's never finished in the top 10 there. His best finish is when he was 16 or 17 or whatever he was, 15. Uh, He finished T16 in 2010 uh, when he was an amateur, when he was in high school, I think. And that's his best finish ever, I think, at the Byron Nelson. One of his best finishes ever. And... I, I just, I don't know. I, I I mean, he even said it. He's like, I'm just trying to kind of knock some rust off for Kiowa uh, because as big a deal as winning the Byron Nelson is, winning the career slam, oh, big uh, time. Whether, whether it's in Dallas or South Carolina or whatever, is obviously a much bigger deal. Five golfers have completed the modern Grand Slam, and Mark would kill me if I left off Bobby Jones' original Grand Slam. He's in there as well. There is, I, I don't want to give this away, but KP, you're, I feel like this is right up your alley here. There is how many majors? Okay, so I, I want the guy who has the most major titles without completing the career Grand Slam. Uh, Walter Hagen with eleven. <laughs> yeah, Walter Hagen <laughs> with eleven. I knew you. I knew you'd get there. Imagine that eleven majors never won the Masters. Uh, that's yeah. the one he's missing. Wow. That's well, why. I mean, he, why he is that usually the one? Why? Why do you think well, he, the, it, that's the one? Well, it gets in it's, your head. For he, Rory, yeah. He he also probably won a lot of them before the Masters was invented, <laughs> right? Like in in the teens and twenties. Yes. So he um, the the Masters was founded in 1934. He already had one, two, three, he, all of them. All of them were yeah. before that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So that does make sense. But you're right, coach. And I guess this might go for, I don't know, of the of the golfers who are current or who missed by one, who are one major away, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 of them. Five are missing the Masters. Two are missing the U.S. Open. Two are missing the Open Championship. Three are missing the PGA Championship. I wonder why. I wonder why that is. I just, I, 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 I guess there could be a lot of reasons, but I, I, I personally believe that's the tournament above all others that that's what people want to win the most. And it's also at the same place. So if your game doesn't match up with that particular golf course, that's probably hard to win there. And it gets in your head, man. Like that place gets in your, I mean, go, go read Ernie Els's quotes on anything related to Augusta. And it's like, it just, it just, it just, wears you down mentally to not have won there and it, and and maybe it is because it's the same place right so you have to keep going back and it keeps frustrating you and that's what that's a little bit of what rory is running into by the way I, I dug up this stat about rory after he won wells fargo if he wins keola next week he's part of this 25 club which is 20 pj tour wins and five majors and there's only there's only 12 other guys that have done it which is insane 
Like that's an insane number of guys to, to, for him to, to potentially join next weekend. Wow. We'll give we'll give Jim Barnes a pass on missing the Masters. His career was done before that tournament was founded. So we'll give we'll give him a pass. Lee Trevino missing that one. Rory McIlroy obviously missing that one. Tommy Armour and Walter Hagen round out the guys missing the Masters. You want you want to keep going, KP? There's one. There's most most majors who's and the guys missing the U.S. Open. Oh, oh. <laughs> is it is it easy? No, Phil. It's not Phil Mickelson. So he's got five. So there's somebody after Nick Faldo. No. No. Did he win the U.S. Open? I don't well, know, he has six. Well, he has six though, right? He three has three, three Masters three. and three uh, three Open Championships. Correct. Well, then so he's, he's, missing, missing, he's, he's missing. He's missing two. He's missing two. Uh, These are okay. just missing one, and yeah. the one is the U.S. Open. Uh, uh, no. Uh, uh, no. Nah, Floyd didn't have enough. Uh, Sam, um, Sam Snead. <clears throat> Oh, oh. Sam, Sam Sneed never won the U.S. Open seven major championships. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, gentlemen, here's what we're going to do. We got to do betting cards. We've got to do one and done. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town. And they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. And we're back. CBS Sports and Westinghouse are teaming up to give away two, that's right, two portable power stations over the next month. Go to cbsports.com slash hole in one to enter. We'll put the link in the episode description. The contest ends May 24th at cbsports.com slash hole in one. No purchase necessary, 18 or older only. And you must reside in the United States of America. Betting cards, gentlemen, let's go into our little contest here. So this is where we take 100 units over to William Hill and we decide how we are going to best divvy those up. I'm going to give Jacob just one second here. We're going to pull up coach's betting card first. So coach, I'm looking at your betting card and I see okay. some interesting options. Let's start with your matchups. Uh, okay. Two matchups that I see and then a three ball. So here we go. Scotty Scheffler over Brooks Kepka, Cameron Champ over Ricky Fowler, and then Daniel Berger in a three ball over Kepka and Leishman. So two fades of Kepka this week. Uh, yeah, a uh, couple of reasons why. A, just rust. And the last time I saw him, he couldn't bend over. So uh, that to me was a pretty easy fade. Um, <laughs> it's, it's true. I, 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 didn't, I, I wish I would have seen these Kepka matchups. I would have faded him as well. I didn't. I didn't see him. Oh, they were they're always kind of hidden because you go to three, 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 and two. But yeah. I, I, I think Scheffler could could win this week. So. If that's the case, and I think Kepka is not going to make the cut, this was easy for me, even though I'm laying 34 cents. Then anytime, and I know I'm rough on Ricky Fowler, 
but he has to be. And, and you know what? I don't feel bad because when you're worth 50 or $100 million, you should be able to take this. And he's got to show me that he's got his game back. Last week, somebody on Twitter decided to do what you never do. Tweet me on Thursday when he shot, what, a 69, two under. Then he comes back Friday, she's like a 78. Stop it. Just stop it. Fowler right now doesn't know if he's hitting the ball left. He doesn't know if he's hitting the ball right. Cameron Champ has been sneaky good the last couple of months. He just nobody's talking about him. So I'm only laying five cents. Fowler is the actual favorite in this matchup. That's mind-blowing to me. That's the, the, crazy to me. The Thursday victory laps are from people who do not watch golf. Like, have you ever seen golf before? <laughs> like, a, right, a one minute right. of it? Like, this is right. there's too many holes left for this. Uh, <laughs> your card uh, then moves to a couple of top yep. t- uh, uh, top twenty. Co- t- wow, top twenties coach Charles yep. Schwartzel plus one eighty eight, and then your best bet is Will Zalatoris back in Texas minus one ten. Both of those guys finished inside the top twenty. His last, uh, I'm throwing his last tournament out because he was worn out. He had just come off a second place finish at the Masters and the RBC. Just, it's not a course that fits his game, and he was exhausted anyway. So I'm throwing that out. And so he's going to be rested. He's been off for a month. Uh, minus 110, top 20. I'll take that all day. Charles Swartzel. Yeah, I put him in the category, guys, of a Charlie Hoffman, a Ryan Palmer, a Stuart Sink. Guys, that have said to themselves in the mirror when they're alone, enough of these young dudes that want to take our spots. All right? Enough of the Morikawas, the Zalatoruses, the, the Hovlands. We're staying. And Swartzel has reminded us all why he won a green jacket. Because the last few weeks, he's been in the top 20 almost every single week. So for me, this was easy. And I'm getting plus 188. Rick, I'll take that all day. What do you say in front of the mirror to yourself, Coach, when no one's around? You're beautiful. <laughs> You're handsome. He probably says, give me Paul Casey. This is too easy. I actually, I tell, I, I, this is the God honest truth that when I speak to, I do a lot of speaking to, to school and I say all the time, if you're not practicing in the mirror and you want to be in this business, then you're not maximizing your abilities to succeed. I practice, I, I've been on national TV for 20 damn years and I still practice in the mirror. I do. Yeah, I do. You have to learn how to speak and, and fluctuate and, and enunciate all those things. And you only can do it by practicing. That's it. I say it's so unique. Hard. It's so New York. watch yourself too. red <laughs> leather. Yellow you watch yourself too. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so hard. <laughs> it, it, two, yeah. win, two winners coach for you. One Jordan Spieth to come out of group C group C is Spieth, Kepka, yep. Siwoo Kim, Schwartzel, Mitchell. That's Keith Mitchell and Ricky Fowler to come out of group C. And then your other winner is the more traditional outright at 18 to one Scotty Scheffler. I don't normally do that because I don't like giving out winners because it's too hard. But I just thought my gut tells me that there's been a theme for every winner the last few weeks and a really good storyline. And I thought to myself, what would be the best storyline coming out of this event? And to me, it would be Scotty Scheffler winning in the state of Texas and finally getting his first uh, tour win. Spoiler alert, you're going to hear Scotty Scheffler's name uh, more as this show goes on. We'll go to my we'll go to my betting card next, Producer Jacob, which also has a Scotty Scheffler sighting. I'll start there. Scotty Scheffler, 18 to 1, also on my card. I went with the old Brooks Kepka KP, and I was actually thinking, I actually was thinking about something you said 
last week, you said it starts with a two in front of it for Rory McIlroy. And I see a two. In fact, I see two twos, 22 to one for Brooks Kepka to win this golf tournament. I assume if he's playing, he's healthy. And if he's healthy, he's dangerous. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I think the logic is good. I don't know. I, I keep, I keep doing it. I can't help it. Uh, I think, I think the logic there is good. It's just, I don't, I'm not totally sure if he's healthy. Right. Sure. I, I think, I think that, uh, I don't know. I, 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 maybe you're right. Like maybe he wouldn't play at all if he wasn't completely healthy, but you're still coming in after not having played in a month. Your game was not, I mean, I can't get the image of him trying to crawl up the whatever hole that was at Augusta 13, the green. It's like, what are we doing? Like, why are we doing this? Uh, so, yeah, I, I I don't disagree with the logic. I just don't know that I agree with the premise that if he plays, he's healthy. Fair enough. Those are my two small outrights. And then I went back to the bread and butter three matchups. I'm going with Keith Mitchell, who uh, phenomenal last week. I don't care about the result on Sunday over Jason Day. Even money there. I took the aforementioned Matt Fitzpatrick minus 120 over Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, Even if you throw out the concerns around Hideki and how much practice time he's had, we discussed ad nauseum how great Matt Fitzpatrick has been. And then, Coach, I'm going right back to Sam Burns. I I mean, Mm -hmm. he is fresh off a win he had a week off i have him over sergio garcia and i think craig ranch for as little as we know about it be long off the tee hit your irons well that's what sam burns does i think what sam burns showed us the first three months of the year is a he had he had what it takes to win and then he did win and the way that he won was very very impressive that he he stayed steady on sunday and made birdie which i thought was very very cool and i think he's the type of player that all he needed was a win to just open the can. And we're going to start seeing him at the top of leaderboards at all different kinds of courses and putting him in head-to-heads, laying a quarter over Sergio. Uh, I like that a lot. Why are you fading uh, Sergio, Rick? Uh, I is think it, that is it more about Burns? It's, it's more about Burns, but I do also think that uh, odds makers are still not smart. So I think they literally pull up Wiki and they're like, oh, Sergio's won this event twice. Let, yes. Let's give him a boost. Let's put him in a matchup. No, that- they don't do that. Absolutely, really? they do. Kyle, Absolutely you would be stunned. They do. Because they're not trying to predict the outcome. They're trying to spread the money out. And if if Sergio Garcia, is a, he's a known entity. People know who he is. We can put him in a matchup against guys that are much better than he is. It's all about spreading the money. I got, I got one number to tell you, Kyle, to prove Rick G's point. This week, Doug Gim head up against Vincent Whaley. What do you think that number is? Doug Who's Gim, Vincent Whaley? My, Vincent like, Whaley's a cup-making machine. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Gim is minus 170 over Vincent Whaley. Doug Gim, the same guy who five weeks ago had no status, couldn't get into anything. Because Doug Gim is very popular in DFS and yes. betting circles. And yes. they, yeah. they know they can get it yes. from him. Yes, yes. But once you're previewing second, my card, coach. Oh, and, my, well, bad, and, my bad. And there's and there's an argument to be made. There's an argument to be made that nobody should be minus 170 over anybody. Golf Correct. is like yeah. that random. Like that's Correct. a huge number. Correct. Yeah. That is. So, that's interesting. It's not much of a fate of Sergio, but I do think there's a little bit of it. I do like Burns. Uh, regardless, I think this I think it's a good spot for him. We have Greg's betting cart. Greg called it in. 
Greg's a caller. For of those who don't know, Greg likes to literally, hop on the phone. Literally Greg called it in. Literally called it into producer Jacob. And 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 boys, we got the kiss of death going wow. here. Scotty Scheffler on oh every single card so far. This is either going to be the greatest Sunday recap when we all are on Scotty Scheffler, or this dude is <laughs> slamming his trunk on Friday, and we've just applied the kiss of death to him. Why? Why did every? I don't. I, I mean, as I was going through it, he's been he's been fine. He hasn't. Been lights out he's been good and we all picked him i think that's nuts and none of us talk to each other either none and of we don't and we don't other. usually do this either we usually find different people but we have all we have all circled scotty scheffler this week wow that's crazy i can uh i can hop in here and say i was laughing the entire time greg was sending in these these picks because <laughs> they're they're identical to everything else and he he was in the car he had no idea what we were saying or taping this was wow. in the silent booth, like he had the headphones on, and he came to the same conclusion. So we're he, we're he hit fast money, jeweler. He hit fast money. Feel, this feels problematic. We're in for a great Sunday. It feels or a terrible. It one. does feel problematic. <laughs> uh, so Greg's card, Scotty Scheffler uh, to win. That's twenty to one. Coach, you also went with Bryson to win eight to one. I'm not a fan of necessarily going this short, but. Uh, I hate this it. Feels like a I good spot it. for him. Okay, tell tell no, me. No, no, it's a good spot for him to win. But okay. if you're if you're trying to win money or win points or whatever the the competition is, picking somebody plus eight hundred just you're just wasting twenty bucks. Because even well, that, if you that, win, you're not winning that much. It's like it's like Rory last week at twenty or Bryson this week at eight. Right. Correct. Like it, yes. it, it, if you can get the twenty, get it. You grab it. But the eight is like I don't know. Unless I wonder. I wonder what he would have been, KP, if he wouldn't have made the cut. Bryson. Yeah. Think about that. He, was t- he goes. He goes. Miss. Yeah. Miss cut. Go back home to Dallas. T nine instead. That, or that, if he, that's a what big if he, difference. What if he just would have withdrawn? What if like he just not that? not just coming not come back? back. Somebody yeah. did that. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to throw. It's a bad. I don't want to throw Pat Perez under the bus, but I feel like Pat Perez did that, where he missed. <laughs> he he missed. He, he like miscalculated the cut line, realized he made, and he and he withdrew. He didn't fly back. Let's be honest. Pat Perez does not have private jet money like Bryson has. Private That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a shoe collection. Yes, he he, does. he could buy a, he could buy a private jet if he sold his shoes. Uh, he owns like a million pairs of Jordans. How great was that when Bryson says, "Well, as all as as, as all of you know, uh, the the crew just can't turn around and fly me back. You know, they've got to rest." Yeah, I like that he said. Sure. You know, I, I went up to ask the pilots if we could turn around. Like I've never <laughs> talked to a pilot in my life. Let me tell you that for free. <laughs> I don't just walk up there and chat with them. So why could they was, turn like, around? They never uh, because they didn't have a gas. I, I have flown <laughs> on a lot. I, this is true. I've flown on a lot of private jets because for about three years, I was like Vince McMahon's right-hand guy. And he has a private jet, so I flew with him all the time. And as great as it is, there are certain rules that you have to live by, and that's gas has to be in the plane to fly, and yeah. hours, hours are essential. And yeah. pilots just can't fly a certain period of time. So it's the first time, first time in years, Bryson hadn't had enough firepower to get somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what about the fact that he got a workout in after dinner, went to bed at eight, and then took a flight at two forty-five a.m. He's that he's an, next level. he's an insane person. He's insane. he's insane. Yeah, he I want to know be. how his caddy got back. Because remember, his caddy went to a different place. How did his oh. caddy get back? Did he get him a private jet? <laughs> I don't Commercial, know. Commercially, couldn't. I don't know. I don't know. He probably hasn't flown out yet, right? Like he, pro- well, 
No, I think he said he his caddy had gone. He said his caddy was gone. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what he said. Wow. Yeah, maybe it was, picked it was him a great up on story. the way. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he did. I've done that Rent, before too. Rented a car. <laughs> um, Greg's betting card gets rounded out by Schwartzel over Westwood and Howell. That's his best bet. It's plus one fifty-five. Zalatoris top ten and Leishman top ten. Those are paying out plus 210 and plus 275 respectively. And Greg took five bets all at 20 apiece. So he spread out the wealth. KP, it's time. It's time for your card. Much smaller than normal. And yeah. ooh, let's see. I see two matchups, two top 20s. Oh, three matchups. Excuse me. Let's talk about the Doug Gim one. Doug Gim minus oh. 105 over Carlos Ortiz. Wow. Okay. So this is... Partially a play of Gim, who is sixth in this field from T to green over the last two months. But it's mostly That's, a fade of Ortiz. What you just described is why betters love Doug Gim and why DFS yeah. players love Doug Gim. What you yeah. just I feel I feel like I keep going back to him and it doesn't it keeps not going that well. But Ortiz has been bad. Ortiz has missed, I think, four of his last six cuts. So it's a little bit of a fade of him. Uh, and then my other matchups. I'm basically looking at Rom. So the Rom Hideki Scheffler as Rom against Scheffler heads up and Rom's plus 120 against Scotty Scheffler. Cause I just, I don't think Hideki's going to, I mean, is Hideki going to contend against Scotty Scheffler and John Rom after not having touched a club in a month? I, that seems unlikely. I agree. Um, I agree. And even though I'm picking Scheffler to win, spoiler, I'm still taking Rom heads up against him in in a matchup at plus 120 and then Bryson over Spieth and Fitzpatrick. That's mostly a fade of Spieth after the COVID thing. And then also it just seems like a course that fits Bryson over Matthew Fitzpatrick right now. No, again, no, no, no rough, paper. no rough, no water. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, but like uh, so. again, Fitzpatrick. I mean, he Fitzpatrick contended at Memorial last year. So you're like, I, I well, that that every it, every place that Fitzpatrick should not have contended, he contended at. I know, I know. So, and then I got Scheffler top twenty uh, and Keith Mitchell top twenty. I, I love the way That's Mitchell's good. been playing. He's got two top twenties in his last three starts, hitting the ball really well. I actually like that he didn't really putt it that well on Sunday at at Quill Hollow because I think he keeps his number kind of a little bit artificially deflated going into this event. Mitchell is like the buy low, which is crazy because he just finished third. It shouldn't happen, yeah. but the way he did it makes it a buy low. I, I do enjoy that quite a bit. Okay, let me run through these best bets here. My best bet along with Sia's best bet is Matthew Fitzpatrick over Hideki Matsuyama. Kyle went with Bryson DeChambeau in a three ball over Jordan Spieth and Matt Fitzpatrick. Greg went with Schwartzel in a three ball over Lee Westwood and Charles Howe plus 155. And Coach went with Will Zalatoris to finish in Inside the top 20. Those are our best bets for the week, which means it's time to go to our one and done picks for this week. And Mr. Coach, I'm looking at your results. You're at 2.4 oh. million. You have had, unfortunately, three consecutive weeks of zero dollars. We, we, we need something. We, we need you here, Coach. Well, my theory of playing the guy I'm picking to win has clearly not been working. So if it happens four times in a row, I'm done. 
So I'm going Scotty Scheffler. I believe I still have. Him. I got to get my whole list. I've I've been I've been traveling. And I, I feel like I I feel like I'm on an absolute. Uh, I I don't know if I'm coming or if I'm going. So I've got like a I have a book that I keep everything, and there's like a three week stretch where I forgot to write down who I played. So I think I can play Scotty Scheffler. You you and can. The, the, okay, thank you. All right, yeah. I'm gonna go with Scott, Scotty Scheffler then. You you can use Scotty Scheffler. You're at 2.4 million. We need you to catch up to producer Jacob, who is at 3.2 million. Jacob, you got 275,000 from Patrick Reed. That was pretty good last week. You got 125,000 from Justin Thomas the week before. So you are trying to keep the momentum rolling here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the JT pick got me a townhome, and then Patrick Reed just just upgraded me to a to a nice condo <laughs> in the city. So now we're going to go for the mansion in the Dallas suburbs with uh, Scotty like Scheffler, who we're all also picking. Uh, you know, <laughs> I swear I put that in before I knew what coach was picking. Uh, yeah, but at least it feels like you know I got I got a sense that you know I don't know who KP's picking, but. I can make ground on on you guys if Scheffler has a better day than uh. Than That's the way I look at it too. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm cool so, with you picking the jeweler, Coach. I don't know I'm if cool you heard that. heard this or not, but a, a couple of weeks ago they made an egregious you know suggestion to to me uh, on an episode <laughs> you were on where they said you and I should just combine our totals. <laughs> I forgot about that. You know what? You know and, what? You know what? Really, that, that was insulting. Uh, that was insulting. It is insulting. You know what else is insulting is that I don't have. I consider us a team, right? Everybody's a team. And somebody came at me on Twitter this week, and they said, "Coach, how are you so far behind? Are you that stupid that you can't pick these things?" And I said, "Wait a second! I didn't even start January. I started. Everybody else was like three, four million dollars. Now, doesn't set aside the fact I've been atrocious the last few weeks, but." I feel like I need to have like a, a, an asterisk or a uh, a side note next to my name because I'm getting crushed when I didn't even start back in September like you guys. Did. What That's you so should bad. push for is like uh, an uh, not only a total but an average. So like average per tournament, you've only you've done like I don't Rick, know twenty tournaments. Rick, we've done like thirty two. Rick. That still wouldn't help me. I don't know that because it's just in the math. I don't know that that's what he that's what he wants. He just wants an asterisk to say this doesn't really count. Okay, so if we combined Coach and Jacob, they would still not be at Greg, who's at six point six million, and Greg is going to take. I think I can say this because this is locked in. Mark Leishman. Going mm. with Leishman this week. Okay. 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 Now, Kyle, you're yep. in a very precarious position, sir, because you are only $150,000 clear of Greg, but you're only $29,000 behind Mark. Lots of shuffling here between you three. You got $0 from Max Homa, but that stopped a torrid stretch from you. Are you going to be able to get back on track this week? Well, I, I hope so. I've already taken Scheffler twice this season, so I can't take him again. <laughs> he, he's not kidding. Yeah, he's taken, uh, He loves uh, Scheffler and Shoffley, I think, are guys you've just constantly taken. I think I've taken Rom three times. <laughs> and Casey twice. I, I don't I don't have a ton of options here. I, I don't have I taken burger? Do you have it pulled up? I have it pulled up. Let me just look really quickly. I don't believe you have. Uh, I don't want to take Spieth. You, you you can't take Spieth. Did I take him? 
Yeah, use them at the Masters. You told us six weeks in advance. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you've used speed. And- I, I took him at the. I think I took him for the Masters like last January, like January yeah. 2020. Yeah, you you have burger available. You could use burger. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm. You can fill in Bryson for Tory. I, I I'm already playing that. Unless I've already used him, I probably have. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly, I might go with Keith Mitchell, which is just, it sounds ludicrous, but I, I don't, I might go with Burns. I just put me down, put, put me down for, give, give me Keith Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> give me Keith Mitchell. <laughs> Keith Mitchell for KP is going to try to make up that ground to Mark, who has 6.7 million. And Mark has phoned in, I believe, his as well. He's also taking Mark Leishman. And I'm 1.2 million ahead or 1.4 million ahead. And spoiler alert, I'm also taking Mark Leishman. So we are pretty oh. uh we are pretty weak this week. So we've got uh, myself, Mark, and Greg taking Leishman, Jacob and Coach taking Scheffler, and Kyle out on his own taking Keith Mitchell. So we could see some movement this week. I, I already hate my pick. I already want to change it. You can change it if you want. We're still in the segment. You you, you can pick a you you can do a Mark Immelman and and switch your pick. I might go to uh, I don't know. While you're thinking about that, and say yeah, yeah, Tokyo Swan loyal loyal uh, listener viewer on YouTube, he chimed in and said, uh, "Last time we all picked someone we jinxed Cantlay. We did end Patrick Cantlay's career at the players, I believe." There you go. I I think Tokyo Swan needs to shut it and listen. Well, it's a great, be, it could that's be a great Leishman. username. I'm pretty sure Tokyo Swan is the guy who comes in here every week and says Billy Horschel. And I was like, no. And then he finally went out and won the match play. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, crap. <laughs> every week, it comes, it comes true. It comes true eventually. KP, you sticking with your guy or what are you doing here? Uh, yeah, well, let me look up Sam Burns. What's, what's, I mean, I know he won Valspar, but what else, what else has he done? He's contended. Yeah. He's contended like five times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he missed three cuts leading into. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Keith Mitchell. I'm in. Let's go, Keith. Go, lock go, it, dogs. Lock it. Lock it in Keith Mitchell for Kyle. Let's uh, real quick. Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we tweet out and post on Instagram all of the picks, all of the everything. So follow at First Cut Pod. We'll publish best bets, picks to win, top tens, all that stuff. But we're gonna rapid fire through our sleepers. Greg took. Schwartzel, coach, your sleeper is 150 to one. Who is it? Scott Stallings. That's Kyle's Scott guy. Stallings. Kyle, 50 to one. Your sleeper, please. The Gim. The Gim Reaper. And I'll take Peter Uline, 80 to one. Those are our sleepers. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, get all the other picks and information and everything. Gentlemen. That is our mega preview pod for this week's AT&T Byron Nelson. Any final thoughts before we kick it? Uh, don't forget that the uh, golf only episode of the early edge will be in everybody's feed by this evening. All even more picks from Rick G. Uh, so make sure people tune in for that. There you go. KP, anything? I'm excited about this week. Me too. I really am. McKinney's great. Wife and I go over there sometimes for, uh, they've got great, great, uh, restaurants there. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun week. Great field. Pumped about it. We didn't even talk about DJ withdrawing. I don't think does he, does he do this more often because he early commits to so many more. Doesn't it feel like he's always the guy doing this Monday? I think 
I think he's got like this, uh, it, the way his statement was worded was, uh, like this knee injury that keeps popping. I think he has a, like some guys have a go-to shot. I think he's just got a go-to injury when the, when the fish are biting, he's, go he's just, go, he goes KP, to the knee injury. May, maybe you don't say you have knee discomfort when you're taking backflips on Instagram <laughs> off a boat. How about yeah. that? You're the number one player in the world. There are it's responsibilities for that. It is. I mean, it, it's just crazy. He did it two months ago. He's doing it again. I find it offensive. And when you commit as the number one player in the world, man, people are buying tickets to see you play. Show up. Show. To up. be fair, he's not. He's not the biggest draw, though, right? No. Because no. Because Spieth is. Spieth is. Bryson is. Bryson, John Rahm is. Yeah. But he's right there. He's right yeah. there. You know? It's fair. It's fair. We 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 did talk about this the last time he withdrew. Also, I had something else on Dustin Johnson. I don't know. My go-to excuse is doctor's appointment. So if I tell you I have a doctor's appointment, <laughs> that's probably a lie. You're lying. Yeah. Although <laughs> I guess sometimes I do have doctor's appointments. Like when Craig calls you and you text him back that you have a doctor's appointment. Yeah. Exactly. That's By the way, Rick, I, Rick, I thought about you yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw it on, on uh, social media, but David Ross, the manager of the Cubs. Former catcher. Dating, former catcher. I worked yeah. with him at ESPN, and it. he's dating the really pretty nurse from Chicago Med. Oh. And the headline was, has David Ross outkicked his coverage? Oh, I, I was wondering how this related back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, David Ross and I have nervous, zero in common. <laughs> and then I was like, am I dating the actress from yeah, Chicago no, Fire or whatever? No. I was like, I was like, hey, where's this going right now? Uh, that's so funny. That's awesome. uh, all right, gentlemen. Fun as always. Thank you to producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank Coach, who you can find on Twitter at the Coach Rules. That right there, that's Kyle Porter. You can find him at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.